Hello, and welcome to Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Waisner. I want to start off today's episode with a quote from Jack Kerouac. Great things are not accomplished by those who yield to trends, fads, and popular opinion. Where are you putting your time and attention? Are you caught up in following the celebrity culture, fads, trends, and popular opinion? For me, those things are a distraction. They take me away from the important things of life. In small and moderate amounts, fads and trends are generally harmless and innocent, but they do take time and energy away from your everyday life. Do you take time to reflect on what is truly important? Hopefully, your life is about more than fads, trends, and celebrity culture. So might I suggest that you focus on something that you can do today that will improve your life. That could be going for a walk with a friend, going to a park and enjoying the atmosphere, opening your favorite book, opening a book from your favorite author. Are you stuck, bored, lost, or confused? Do you feel hopeless, worthless, fearful, unhappy, unloved, unwanted, dislike your job, have too many bills and not enough money, the loss of loved ones, that life isn't worth living, like there's no place to go, or you're unable or unwilling to make a decision? Do you feel like there's nothing you can do to improve your situation? I've had many of those same thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and I've overcome them all, and you can too. I'm no different than you are. In my life, I've suffered loss. My grandparents as a teenager, my father 25 years ago, my brother six years ago, and my mother eight months ago. I've lost four jobs, been let go from two, and been rejected for hundreds of others. I've been involved in four car accidents. My home has been broken into and and stuff stolen. I've had two major hailstorms. The furnace has gone out in sub-zero temperatures in winter, so I've had my fair share of not-so-wonderful things that have happened to me that have left me unsure, rattled, and not sure which direction I should be going in. I think at some point we all reach that same point, such some happens, it just happens to some earlier than others. So if you're feeling lost, stuck, or unsure, Are you even looking for an answer to your dilemma? Are you stuck in bed, sprawled out on the floor, a lump on the couch watching television? I know and believe that there is a way out, but it does require taking action. Now, this isn't hard action, but if you're like me, you'll find an excuse to avoid it and to avoid it for as long as you can. Or you'll make up excuses not to take action. I did. Do nothing and you're still stuck in the same place. If you're willing to take action, you can improve your situation and circumstances. I love this quote from Gandhi. You may never know what results will come from your action, but if you do nothing, there will be no result. A member of my extended family, we're talking a couple generations ago, went to bed and rarely got up or out of that bed for years. It's thought when the people left the house that he might come out of his bedroom. Otherwise, he stayed in his bedroom all the time. It would appear he was defeated. 
don't repeat his behavior. Take charge, take action, make changes, and see your life improve. You can break the chains that are holding you in the place that you're in the place that you're at right now. How do you see yourself? You are really mostly empty space. You're composed of electrons, neutrons, and, and protons. And while our eyes don't see that empty space, it's there nonetheless. Look up at the night sky. You can see the moon, the stars, the planets, and maybe even galaxies. Look closer and see all the empty space between the stars, the planets, the moon, and the galaxies. Like the sky, you're mostly empty space. Humanity is afraid or fearful of this empty space. Each of us tries to fill this empty space with anything and everything. Drugs, money, material possessions, sex, love. All of those things are an illusion. They disappear or decay over time. That open, gaping hole that you feel compelled to fill with external objects and substances are never enough. Like a bandage, they're temporary. They can and probably will be ripped away and the emptiness returns. You want to look inward, inside, be quiet and still to discover, find, and hear the answer. You want to find a spark to start your internal generator and that fire will fill the emptiness. You might even be able to provide light that others might follow. First, be your own star. In order to know what action you need to take, you need to answer some questions. This is not a test. There are no right answers. There are no wrong answers. There are just answers. Do you know where you're at? Do you let other people run your life? Where do you want to be in 10 days, one month, three months, six months, a year? What's your desire, dream, or vision for how you feel and your life? How do you interact with others, family, friends, and coworkers? How much alone time do you think you will require? Can you identify what's caused the pain you are currently feeling and dealing with? Do you want to change your situation? Are you willing to change your situation? Are you sick and tired of feeling the way you do? Are you willing to make an effort? What's causing you to be overwhelmed? What would make your life better? You have the power to handle everything on the inside. Acknowledge and understand that your lack of control on everything on the outside and know that the external happenings start from the inside of you. I've suffered from the lack of money, bills too numerous to count, indecision, loss of employment, feeling unloved, unwanted, and that life wasn't worth living and that I wasn't good enough. I've overcome all of those thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and so can you. Are you a leaf blowing in the cold, cruel winds? A grain of sand blown across a dry and unfriendly desert? Or a piece of driftwood blown and tossed upon the powerful waves into a rocky shoreline? Maybe you're experiencing a bad storm in your life. I've had a couple of those. The key is to keep moving because the storm will pass. You may feel like you're drowning, you have no life preserver and the sharks are circling. But you have free will and free choice to do something, to take action, to see how your life changes or can improve. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. 
I kept a list over time of different ideas or possible solutions, and I'm going to share some of those ideas and solutions with you now. On my list, number 18, is to say no. No is a very powerful word. Give yourself permission to say no without feeling bad or guilty or mean or selfish. You have the right to say no. You shouldn't have to explain yourself. No can put you in first place. We're all used to saying yes out of obligation. But saying no puts you back in control of your life. Realize and understand that your life matters and is just as important as those making requests for your time. Learn to put yourself first. Understand that you're entitled to determine how you spend your time without guilt or explanation. And I will be the first to say that this is hard to do. It's very possible that you're a people pleaser and your family, friends, and coworkers are used to putting yourself last and they're not going to like no. Now, I'm pretty good about saying no, but under the right circumstances, it can be changed to yes if I see it's really important to the other person. And generally, the only person who could make me change my mind would be my mom. Her best friend went into a retirement community and had her own apartment, and we would go over there, and it was a very pleasant time. When her friend got really sick, they moved her into the nursing home section. I didn't like visiting the nursing home section. It was sad. There were all these people sitting in wheelchairs, lined up down a hall. Some were in conversation, but most were just sitting there, staring off into space. But my mom wanted to go visit her friend, so I would take her over there, even in spite of how I felt. And when we were with her friend, we had a good time. As we left, my mom would always thank me profusely for bringing her over there. And while it didn't make me happy, it made my mom very happy. And so that made me happy to help her. So learn to say no and to mean it. Put yourself first. The 19th idea on my list is under no circumstances do you let anyone guilt you into doing something you don't want to do. This is about setting boundaries and taking back control of your life. Without boundaries, your life isn't your own and you fail to accomplish things and items that are important to you. People around you are used to getting their way, may not be happy. Remember, this is what's best for you. By making this change, you can influence how others interact and treat you. Most people will understand and a few that don't probably shouldn't be in your life anyway. Remember to respect and value your time. Idea 20 is to stop keeping score and comparing yourself to others. You're special. You're unique. But you're not more special than anyone else. You can be competitive with yourself, doing better each day. But cooperation will get you further in life. Be the best you can be and forget about everyone else. Most athletes understand and accept this idea. They practice to be the best they can be and let the chips fall where they may. They continue to get better even when they're the best in their sport. Do you remember the first time you tried to shoot a basketball or throw a pitch or ride a bike or swing a bat or rollerblade or roller skate or do any kind of a sport? 
I can remember shooting a basketball and it being way, way short. When I tried roller skating and rollerblading, I remember falling more than skating. I wasn't very good at any of these things when I first started. The more I practiced, the better I got. I was developing new neural pathways and muscle memory. But I also understood that there were always going to be individuals that had more innate talent. But what was required of me is to do the best I could, and that's your best choice too. The 21st idea is to stop worrying. Worrying focuses your mind and energy on the negative. Focus your attention on your intention, on what you want to improve, change, or impact in some manner. When a negative thought pops into your mind, substitute with a positive thought. I can't do that becomes I can do that easily, or little Johnny and, or Mary is going to get hurt becomes Johnny and Mary will be fine and learn something new. Power flows to an area where you focus your attention. The process of worrying builds negative pathways to the brain, which is something you want to disassemble and not reinforce. Monitor your thoughts and then make a conscious choice to change a negative thought into a positive thought. It's hard, it's work at first, but over time it does become easier. I love this quote from John Locke. What worries you, masters you. The next idea or subject to talk about today is contemplation and thinking. Being in research and development required me to think, define a problem or an obstacle, and come up with a plan or a course of action, and then execute that said plan. Today I was sitting in the lab thinking of, on an issue. One of the guys from production came in to give me a sample to test. He said, it must be nice to sit around and do nothing. I laughed. I said, well, I'm thinking about how to fix or improve a product. I'll trade places with you for the next hour instead of thinking. He looked at me with wide eyes. He said, I'm sorry. Thinking is hard work. I'll keep my job if you don't mind. You know, I said, no, I don't mind. He responded with, I'll tell the guys not to disturb you. I said, well, that's really not necessary. I need a break from thinking about this issue. I'm, gonna, I'm going to come out in production and look things over. He turned around and left. I had a couple of thoughts or ideas on how to resolve the issue. I just needed some space and time away to decide on a course of action. And here's where discernment, intuition, and gut feeling, your knowledge and experience can factor in. I also know that if I'm unsure about my hypothesis, I would talk with someone who had greater experience than I possessed. There's a fine balance to achieve when thinking or contemplating something. Too little or too much thinking or contemplation on a circumstance, issue, obstacle, or problem can leave you confused, frustrated, and nothing changes and, or improves. I was working on a cheese sauce formula for a client of the company. We had made a modification on our powdered mix, but both my boss and I thought it was still a little bit too thin. My boss suggested adding a small amount of flour to the formula because flour thickens. I agreed and I set up an experiment, making sure that I labeled everything the containers, the bowls, the saucepans. I tested three different levels of flour and I repeated the experiment three times. 
The addition of the flour made the sauce thinner, not thicker. My boss and I were both a little bit perplexed, and he said, well, let me try. And so he performed the same experiment and got the same result. Later that day, we sat down to discuss what was going on. And just about the same time, we went, the flour has stronger bonds than it does to the modified starches. And we both kind of laughed. Our thought about flour always thickening was false. But while our experiment failed in the traditional sense, we both learned something we didn't know. We gave the client samples of the formula, and he tested it, and he loved it. He loved the thickness and described it as perfect for his application. We didn't allow flour thickens to override our experimental results. We didn't force more changes, but allowed the client to give us input. Carving out time for thinking and contemplation is a good idea to incorporate into your life. You just don't want to overdo thinking and contemplation as it can lead to frustration. It's perfectly fine and acceptable to take a break, to wait for more information before continuing on or making another decision. Use your discernment to determine your course of action. Laughter and smiling have a positive impact on your physical body. How do you feel when somebody smiles at you? Personally, it makes me feel good. They saw me. They recognized my existence. They acknowledged my presence. That's huge. I'm not alone. In this busy, hectic world, people are missing that human connection. A smile connects you with others. You can change the mood in a room with a smile. Who's your favorite comedian or favorite comedic performance? in a movie or TV role. For me, Robin Williams can make me laugh almost instantaneously. You should check out his appearance on the actor studio. It was outstanding and a classic that can make me laugh until I'm in tears. Smiling has been extensively researched. Here's what they found. People are drawn to people who smile and are viewed as more attractive. Smiling can elevate your mood. The physical act of smiling tricks the body into releasing neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine. These are mood-improving chemicals. Smiling reduces stress. It improves your blood pressure. It improves your immune system and lowers blood pressure. Smiling is a natural drug that doesn't require a prescription. Smiling makes you look younger because the muscles that are used lift the face. People who smile more appear more confident and seem more successful. And smiles are contagious. Your smile can elevate the mood of others. So add a few more smiles to your day and improve not only your life, but the life of those around you. There's a Yiddish proverb that goes, what soap is to the body, laughter is to the soul. So smile and laugh a little bit more each day. In the book, Myth About Tomorrow by Gary Buffon, he writes, the very fact that our time is finite makes living precious. When we exclude the recognition of our end, when we lose sight of the real stakes involved, 
life becomes impoverished. It becomes easier to develop the manana syndrome and constantly postpone authentic living. People who presume there's always a tomorrow waste away in unproductive and meaningless jobs, joyless relationships, pointless worries and vague plans for some distant future. Does that describe you? If so, begin to make a change. And be patient with yourself in making changes. Focus on today. The past and the future don't exist. They're an illusion. Today is the only time you really have. Yesterday is gone, and tomorrow is promised to no one. I was going through some of my papers, and I found this prayer from John Maxwell, and it made me laugh. It goes as follows. Dear Lord, so far today, I'm doing all right. I have not gossiped, lost my temper, been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or self-indulgent. I have not whined or cursed or eaten any chocolate. However, I'm going to get out of bed in a few minutes, and I will need a lot more help after that. Amen. It made me laugh and it made, brought a smile to my face. I want to thank you for joining me today on Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Wiesner, and I want you to have a fabulous day.